Monday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> hey, how everybody are you doing? Good morning. It's another Monday, and this is Chatting with Country. Uh, we got a, a guest today, guys on the show, Jeremy. You know, we're gonna be talking about some pretty cool stuff. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it, that you're gonna be able to walk away with. Um, so, Don, I ain't no damn guest. I'm on the show. Oh, well, excuse me. Uh, he is a part of the infrastructure and the, the development of this here <laughs> He is essential. <laughs> Bless you. He is essential. How you feeling, though? Man, I'm good, man. Fresh off a of high five. Right today? Oh, fresh off a of high five. I feel great. How far you around? Five. Okay. Good light work. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you? Um, usually do five in about uh, hour and 13 minutes, hour 14 minutes. Oh, you be woe out, man. You know, I'm just trying to stay alive, man. Do the best I can with what I got. <laughs> yeah, I want to get to heaven and find out it was a whole lot more for me than I uh was willing to go after. So, <laughs> like, man, I had all this for you, but you was BS. <laughs> only five I'm doing high, high five. That'll be the last five I'm doing. You young, you got time. You'll figure it out on your own terms. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm an athlete. I don't need five. That's what I'm saying. Five won't do nothing. <laughs> what you got to do to get it in, but No, I could do a smooth one. It depends on pace, really. Because if, fi- if you do five slow, you didn't do nothing. If you do one fast, then you, you'll get a better, uh, better result. I ain't talking about you specifically. I'm speaking in general. I understand what you said. I mean, obviously, you know, you got to walk super slow. So if you walk, don't talk about your sister like that. (laughs) 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 So if you get out here and you and you walk five miles, the same, the same, the same. Listen here. Listen, hey. listen here. I didn't say it though. Hey, I'm outside. That's all that matters. Hey. hey, man. That is it. That's all that matters. And I'm agree with you 100 percent because recovery is real. So some folks, you know, you're pushing yourself harder than you really can, and then you can't do nothing for two days. You might need to ease up a little bit. <laughs> so figure it out. You know, and for the young folks like Jeremy, if you still got that high school, you know, speed, hey man, try to keep it long as you can. Yeah, you know me. I, I spent some years, you know, not really paying attention to my health. So hey, a good thirteen minute mile for me, I take it every time. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. You know what though, Sanai? It's really about just boosting the heart rate. Absolutely. So, you know, like I said, where now I'm gonna say walking, walking slow at a slow pace. Now, not just regular walking, but walking at a slow pace. And your heart, if your heart rate ain't going faster than what it normally do, you ain't doing nothing. Well, you, you got to get at least under 14 minutes to, to really start to affect your, your metabolism in a positive way. So you, know, you can get under 14 minutes, you know, but again, take, take whatever progress you can make. I mean, it was a time man, when I first started, it was like 22, 23 minutes and I was windy. You know, now How you fast are you doing now? If I'm really pushing it indoors, probably like 11 minutes. 
No, like I'm not really trying to get under that. If I do 11 minutes and I'm indoors, you know, outdoors, usually probably about 12. I try you, to you move fast indoor. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to be aware of traffic. I don't have to be aware of other people. You know, concrete you know, versus you know the mushier track. I'm usually faster on a level track. I mean, that's my yeah. on level. I'm track. way faster outside. For me, it's the other way around. Because I'm always looking down, making sure I ain't stepping on no rocks, looking out for potholes. So, you know, my focus is different. Whereas, like, when I'm indoors, you know, I ain't got to worry about, you know, nothing, you know, running out after me or anything like that. But whatever you do, people at home, do something. You know, do That's something. It. You know, even if it's 22. If it's 22, do 22. If it's 30, do 30. Whatever you can do, but get out there, get moving. Because, hey, man, you ain't got but one body. You know, I mean. No, but they got to do effective stuff. See, you being nice about it. Do effective stuff. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm because I don't want you to get confused. It takes 35 miles of walking to lose one pound of fat. 35 miles. So, while you tiptoeing through your neighborhood, talking about I'm getting my exercise, you not. But here's here's the thing with that. If we tell people it takes 35 miles and now they get discouraged and disappointed and don't want to do nothing because that seems like just way too much for the average person to do who ain't never done it, then we're doing them a disservice. But if you could just get no, out I'm going to tell you why. When has, it been, when has it been wrong to tell the truth? Man. What's realistic about the truth, though? You tell us some man or woman who ain't exercised the years to go out there and pull a hamstring I don't agree. That person, that, that part, you don't get unhealthy overnight, do you? I'm just right. saying. I've been in the gym. You know, 35 hours of eating to get that big or to gain that weight. Well, we don't know so. what traumas people been through, but I know I've been in the gym and I've seen guys man, who was hitting it and the next time we saw them was six months later. And it's like, what happened? Oh, man, I went home. I was sore. And then you had that mental association with pain and it's like oh my god you know that hurts i don't want to do that so if you got to ease into it and build up to it man ease into it and build up so what you pretty much saying is success ain't for everybody it ain't (laughs) yeah well you know if it was you know it'd be more people everybody would be able to do it all the more reason why we need to stop lying do effective exercises baby no no disrespect man but you know it's, it's, it's everybody has their path and I'm not trying to tell people, you know, Hey, how fast to go in the beginning? Cause year one, you might not make no progress on anything, a business, a relationship, you know, it might not work. You know, same thing with putting out records. You might put out a whole bunch of records and, and nobody really fool with them. But then over time you get better at your production, you get better at your writing, you get better and stronger, you know, your hooks come you know, with a little bit more umph in them and people start to be more relatable because now you start to see, yeah, I need to work a little bit harder. But I can't tell you to work harder. You got to figure out you got to work harder. So, so now you know we said, 23 so minute mile and it don't work for you, then you got to figure something else out. Hey, you, you know we saying the same thing, right? I know. I'm be just effective. saying you got to start. Here, look, look, if you are doing music production, and you do the same thing that's ineffective, you're gonna get the same results. Until you start doing what's effective, you'll get the same results. Yeah, but until you do it, you don't know what's ineffective. If you big and you never worked out a 22 minute mile, might call, might lose you some weight. 
Now they're gonna do it for you, but for them it might. So John, a twenty-two man won't lose. Nobody, no way, brother. Yeah, we'll agree. To, we'll agree to disagree. Y'all agree to disagree exactly. So what are we talking about this morning? Hey man, we talked about the four questions you need to ask before picking your mate. Yeah, there are four questions that you really need to ask yourself. And then I'm gonna give you a bonus question that you need to ask yourself before picking a mate. You know, because I know realistically there's only a couple of things that people really care about. And you know, actually there's three. There's health, wealth, and relationships. So either they want to know how to get healthy, which is what we just been arguing about. Um, you know, how to make more money, you know, which, you know, is people are going to debate about every day of the week. And most, most of the people debating about it ain't getting none. Um, and then there's relationships. You know, so like this is a formula that I use um, in business and life. And I'm sharing it with you. So the first question that you really need to ask yourself before picking a mate is, what is your dream outcome? You know, what do, what do you want your life to look like? Whenever I sit down with a client and we start mapping out anything, it's always, like, what do you want this to yield? Because if you don't know what you're trying to get to, then you don't know what to be able to get there. So how many kids do? How do I want my kids to, to live? How do I want my kids to act and think? So that's the question. What do I want my life to look like? The background noise is in Gary Street, so it's not. <laughs> it's potholes, uh, It is potholes. Ain't nothing I can really do about that. Contact your local uh, mayor, Jerome L. Prince, or something. All right, and in a couple weeks, holler at Eddie Milk. But in the meantime, um, yeah, so what do I want my life to look like? Because it makes no sense to build a life that you don't want. And a lot of us have built lives that we do not want. We went and got a degree in something that we could get a job in, and now we got a job we don't like. You know, we moved to a city to be with somebody, and now we live in a city we don't like, and we're not with that person no more. So you have to figure out what you want, because the only thing that's going to make you happy in life is the life that you want, the life that's fulfilling to you, the life that's the one that you deem to be acceptable. So that's the first question. You know, and then the next question, you know, and this is what me and country usually fall out at, is who's most likely to be able to help me get there? You know, because in my, my experience, there's probably about 10 or 15 people you can have a good life with. You know, probably about 10 or 15 people you find attractive over the course of your life, maybe not at one particular time. You know, like, man, she cool. I like her. Yeah, I can see myself with her. And, you know, I think at home you need to put, no, I don't think I know. You need to write them down. Everybody you think you could have a good life with. You know, find out if they're alive, find out if they're dead, and then start crossing them off. And then the third question is what the time frame looks like. You know, because there are some people, you know, like maybe summertime Ricky, we talk about summertime Ricky a lot, that, yeah, me and Ricky could have a good life, but Ricky got to mature. got to stop kicking it in the summertime. Ricky got to get the hoeing out of his system. So to get the life you want with Ricky, it might take a longer period of time. No, might be able to get you that, you know, but then there might be somebody else who you could get the life that you want with, and it might not take as long because they're responsible, because they take care of, you know, their children, because they, you know, real conscious about their work and they save their money. So that's the third question. And then the, the last question is, what does it going to cost you? 
And summertime, he might get you there a little bit faster than, you know, maybe Charles who worked, you know, for the city. Because summertime, Ricky makes more money. But if we try to make on Ricky, it might come with some problems because, you know, Ricky got a roving eye. So, yeah, Ricky might get me to the house, the car. He might get me the baby. But then I'm always have to wonder if Ricky going to leave me. I'm always have to wonder, you know, if he cheating on me. So you really have to start to weigh this stuff. You know, and then the last and the bonus question is, is it worth it? I don't care who it is. You got to figure out for you, is it worth it to be with this person? Because it's going to take you to so Are you willing to rock with this person? Yeah, I'm, I'm almost home. So again, you know, is it worth it? Because a lot of people, it's just not worth it. And you know, it's not worth it when stuff starts getting hard and then people start leaving. It wasn't worth it. They liked you as long as things were good. But then when the you know sickness and health kicked in, they left. So you really need to sit down and yourself look and say, okay, number one, what do I want? Number two, give me the best chance to get it. Number three, who gives me the best chance to get it and what time frame? And is that an acceptable time frame for me? You know, ladies, you know, if you want a man that's going to get you there in the next couple of years, then you need to pick men who are going to get you there in the next couple of years. Because if you got a guy who on the slower path, you know, maybe he don't have the, the money right now, but he got good character and he work hard. And, you know, over the course of time, he going to be able to get you that house. Um, you got to make the decision. Is that worth that to you? You know, because a lot of times what we end up having is people who want with people who could get it for them, but they just not getting it fast enough. You know, so now you coming home and you like, well, I want to, I want to move today. <laughs> and they're like, but we can't move today. You know, not enough money to move today. I'm stacking, I'm saving, you know, I'm investing. And the other I know, I neighborhood, I a new house now. You know, um, we see a lot of people, you know, who want a new wedding ring. You know, it's like, okay, I don't want a wedding ring this year. I want to get married this year. But then you're dealing with people who can't give it to you right now. So, you're going to do something to them or they're going to do something to you because your frustration has manifested itself in some real negative actions. Don't pick that person. You know, why would I pick somebody who can't help me get the life that I want and then bug the hell out of them and, and talk crap about them because they can't do it? I mean, nobody ever comes to the person who says they settled and say, well, why did you settle? You know, it's real easy to be like, well, I, I settled. Okay, well, why? Then why is you settling that other person's problem? Because they didn't settle, they picked you. But you settled by picking them. And if that's what you do, then you can't live a fulfilled life and you can't be happy because you're always walking around thinking you could do better. So the reason I'm saying it is, is literally so that you can pick better. You know, because if you pick better, you get better. 
know, if you pick somebody that want to work with you and want to grow with you and want to do what you want to do, then you guys can be agreed. Then you guys can walk together. Then y'all can have something worthwhile because y'all both want it. But what you can't keep doing is picking dudes or picking girls because they cute and then want to try to make them something that they not. <coughs> you know, I mean, we, we as men, <coughs> when we're young, we looking at butts and breasts and faces. And then now we marry these women and we get locked in with these women. And now it's like, oh my God, she a whore. I don't want to be married to a whore. But when you was slutting with her, it was okay. Because at that time you didn't want anything. You wasn't thinking about your dream outcome. But now that you're in, in the marriage with her, it's like she's spending all the money. And we trying to get a house. She making me have to work harder. She adding stress to the day because now she want everything today. You know, it becomes the Bobby Womack syndrome. You know, it's like you want me to go out and get it for you, but then you claim that I'm never here. You know, I can't be in two places at one time. You know, but if you pick better, you don't have that problem. And, you know, I think we should wait longer to get married because if you wait longer, then you get a better idea what you want your dream outcome to be. You know, I mean, how many of us would, would date people in our 30s, 40s, and 50s that we dated when we was 19 or 20? Right. You know, but back then, hell, you weren't thinking about, okay, I want a house, I want a car, I want peace, <laughs> I want health. Them, them things weren't on your radar. So, like, sometimes you got to wait, you know, and I don't know what, what women are taking in regard to birth control and plan Bs. I don't know nothing about that because I'm not a woman. That you can see yourself co-parenting with. You know, stop screwing summertime, Ricky. You know, and if you do, hey, make sure you got your dipo shot or your plan B or, you know, he rapping and strapping. Because life is real. These kids gotta eat. You don't feed these kids, they're gonna put your butt in jail. You know, there ain't no like, okay, well, I'm gonna starve my kids and go out. No, you leave the kids in the car going to jail. You leave the kids at home going to jail. You don't feed the kids going to jail. DCFS is coming for you. So this stuff is real. You know, and now as these kids get older, hell, these kids are violent. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna ask, so these four questions is what people should ask prior to dating or why they looking for people. Well, you should ask the questions and know the answers before you start dating. So that before you even start looking for somebody, right? You can look properly. So go back to the first question. What is it? And then let's talk about that. Well, the first question. What's the dream outcome? Like, what do I want my life to look like? You know, because until you know the kind of life you want, you can't properly plug in anything. You can't plug in the right kind of job. You can't plug in the right kind of relationships. You can't plug in the right type of mate. So you got to know what you want first. You know, because you can say, I want to live in a mansion. But if all your skills are minimal, then you're not going to have the kind of money to live in a mansion. So now you got to figure out like, okay, do I need to get more skills or do I need to find a rich man? 
you know, which is the second question, like who most likely to help me get there? You know, so first question is, what do you want? You know, too many people don't know what they want, but they want a relationship. Okay. Well, you just, you just want somebody, you just want anybody. Cause if you get anybody, you get anything. Most people don't know what they want. Right. They don't even know what they like. Right. So how can you date if you don't? Well, but you definitely have to go through a couple of relationships, you know, a couple of encounters, and that's with anything to figure it out. So we always talk about, I'm not the person who I was in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, and I might get to my 40s and decide I never want to be in another relationship, period, because of all the experiences that I went through in the 20s and the 30s, just it didn't add up. But maybe when I'm 50, I do want to be in a Right. But, 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 the but by the end, it's who? slimmer pickings out there. But even if it's slimmer pickings, you still need to be clear on who and why. But that's what I'm saying. By the that's time, you know, right, right, yeah. right. She said that. But but it, but here's the thing though: it might be slim pickings in one area. You know, like yeah, if I want this kind of life, <clears throat> you know, where the person pays all the bills and. And this fairy tale life that you know we were raised with and colonized to believe was the right life, yeah, that might be slim pickings. But then if I want somebody that I can have companionship with, you know, I can have a good time with, you know, they pay their bills, I pay my bills, I pick up the tab sometime, they pick up the tab sometime, it might be a little bit more room over there because now the demand on them is not as high. It's slim pickings. It is, yeah, because. You got to remember, the older you get, the less people in your age group exist. Let me be clear with y'all. As as the oldest one in on the call, you'll be surprised how much opportunity is out there when you fun to be around, when you fit, and you financially independent. So Everybody ain't going to be fit. They're, they're definitely not fit. Over 50% of America is overweight or obese. So let's... We can't do that. But what so, does that have to do with the the person being mentally fit and physically fit? You ain't got to be. But that was one of, but that was one of the points that you made in one of your other questions. Absolutely. About finances and fit. So Absolutely. fit is important. Fit should be important because Absolutely. health, you said health, right? Oh, you said health. Yeah, but health, health, listen, oh, health is important define because if you get with a fit, it looks like, though. Hold on. Yeah, y'all got to let each other talk here. Yeah, I'm going to. Go ahead. Health, health in general is important, Absolutely. especially in a relationship, because the less healthy you are, the more I got to do. Absolutely. The more problems I'm going to have and the more slack I got to pick up. Absolutely. So with like like Country said, that whole fit thing is like is is that's is, is horrible because the average person is not fit, is not healthy, meaning they BMI, meaning mm-hmm. their weight. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is the older that you get, it do get slimmer because older are naturally less healthy than younger people. <laughs> I feel offended. But anyway. <laughs> As you should. But people in you can't tell me how do you about to be 52 ish. There are not more 51 year old people in the world than it is 38. Which means the older that you get, the less people in your category and your age group exist. The less. 
the less the less. So like Country said, when you getting older, it do get slimmer. It uh, do get slimmer because at, at fifty, at fifty fifty one, do you want to date a, a a female that's eighteen? Nineteen. But here's the thing though. That let's that's that's flip the script here. So let's take a a fifty let's take a forty eight year old man and or woman who is able to go out, occasionally pick up a tab, um, looks nice in their clothes, is in good health. Now, maybe they not, you know, a size six or whatever, but they look nice in their clothes. They got good energy. They can go, you know, to the park or wherever and get around. You know, they fun to be around. They positive. So that 48-year-old woman, she could date a man 65. She could date a guy 38. So because she looks younger than her age and she's energetic and fun to be around and she can occasionally bless somebody else, she is going to be more attractive than a 38-year-old woman who can't to a 38-year-old man. Because that 38-year-old man, like, oh, man, you know, she cool. I like her. Oh, man. And she picked up the tab this time. That was cool. You know, you're a 50-some-odd-year-old man. You got a 38, 35-year-old woman. She could date 38-year-old guys or she could date this 58-year-old, 50-year-old guy. 50-year-old guy, he'd have been around the block. He understand how life goes. He understand that he can, you know, basically help her avoid some of the tragedies that happen in their life because he'd been down those roads before. Who would you rather date? You know, the, the man who already got his stuff together and still in shape to enjoy you or some dude that's still having arguments with his baby mama? Right. So well, okay, good. I'm just saying, so one point that you made that made sense was is that got more options. Right. So that's true. That but that just backs up what I said. We're saying the same thing. And mm-hmm. if that woman that's of that age looks younger, she has more options. Absolutely. Or she's more but if that person looks their age and they're not fit or they're not this slim pickings, it still go back to being slim mm-hmm. pickings for you. But you get to choose <laughs> But if I'm a successful 50-year-old man, why would I pick a 40-year-old woman who don't look a certain way, who this, 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 when there's a 20-year-old woman that looks exactly like I want her to be? Exactly. A woman's value depreciate with her age. A man's don't. But that's my whole point, that yeah. if you... No, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you take care of, okay. your, if you take care of your business... And make exactly. decisions, you will always have more options. So for hey. people at home, take care That's of your true. business. That's true. You know, stop messing around with people who can't help you. You know, you messing around with girls that's taking all your money, but they're not adding to your life. So now you end up old, bitter, and broke. And ain't nobody gonna want your old, bitter, broke. It's the truth. Nobody wants to go around with people who can't get around. Nobody wants to be right. out with somebody who's always negative. You know, nobody right. wants to carry somebody financially. Right. So and you know what, Sadat, that, that still goes back to what I said earlier about making effective decisions. Right. But you gotta got to make effective decisions. Yeah, I agree with you. If you, out here just, if you out here, sleep, like you said, if you out here not being protected, sleeping with anybody, you're going to have a baby by a person you shouldn't have a baby with. Right. That's an ineffective decision that has cost you a lifetime worth of something that you just can't throw away. Yeah. And when you get to be the version of you that you really want to be, now you can't get yep. the life that you want because you've made too many bad decisions. 
because your worth, your worth, although mentally you good, but you come okay. with baggage. <clears throat> okay, and all of this we learn throughout the years of mm. our experiences, right? So mm. by the time you reached a certain age or a certain place in maturity, you know what you want versus what you don't want versus who gonna help you get there, right? Right. Okay. What's number three? Okay. And then what's the time frame? You know, because again, if you're talking about I want it right now, then you need to pick I want it I want it right now, people. And when you pick I want it right now, people, you know, there might, you know, that might not be the most ethical person to choose. You know, and you might have to to really look at that and be like, man, do I want the, the fast or do I want the slow? Do I want the steady or do I want, you know, somebody who can give it to me right now? You know, because summertime, Ricky, okay, cool. He got his money together. He liked to take women out. He liked to, but he's summertime, Ricky. He's not husband material. So you might need to pick somebody who is a little bit more stable, a little bit more steady, and it may take a little bit longer for you to get some of the things in life that you want. But you'll have them, and you'll have them with somebody, it. you know, who's trustworthy, right? You know, because you know, you get summertime, Ricky. Yeah, you know, he might take you out on the boat, but then next week he gonna have somebody else on the boat. You know, he got two, three baby mamas. You know, he embarrassing you in these streets. Like, I thought that was your man. <laughs> oh, well, he is, but you know. So sometimes, you know, we got to take the more stable guy or the more stable girl and not always be trying to let the fast, flashy um, partner. You know, and if you want the fast, flashy partner, you got to deal with what comes with that. Because, you know, as Jeremy, when Jeremy put the stats, he's like, man, there's only so many of these dudes out there. Right. You know, so them dudes got all the options, as we just said. You know? so and they tend, you know what though, Sadan? Yeah. When you have the advantage, you tend to take advantage of the advantage. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a sport. If I'm big and we playing football, I'm giving the ball to the biggest man every time if I know my team is small. Right. So right. a man that knows he's valuable, knows that all these women want him, it's hard for a woman. Well, it's, this is not every man, oh, yeah. so I'm just thinking subjectively. <laughs> but when a man has options and he knows that women want him, he can be selective. He can diss her, not talk to her. Talk to her, not talk to her. Treat her this way because there's another her out there. So the people that decide to date this quality of man or this level of man should try to have some understanding, which they normally don't, but should try to have some understanding that majority of them are going to weigh their options. Absolutely. And it might not come fast. You might have to wait for him to get through weighing his options before he decides yeah, to choose. You may, you may lose. You may right. not be the one. You might not be the one. But in the process, you may lose. Yeah. You know, nice Mr. Guy, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Charles, Mr. Yeah. Melvin, you know, Derek from church. You know, that might be a more suitable option. Now, yeah, he might not be flashy and he might not have fast money. But over time, you might have a saying makes sense but at the time when people going through it they they're so stuck on the one that looks like this or that has this stuff that they won't give the one who's lesser a chance like uh me and keon talked yesterday and my brother and we said that uh there are some men 
in the world are invisible. Yeah. Women yeah. don't see them. You know, the guy that doesn't have a certain position, that doesn't work at a certain place, you know, the barista at Starbucks may have a great heart. He may be good to people. He may be spiritual. This is in a third. But because he works there, most women won't even look at him. They don't even know what his face looks like. Right. Because they see his job. Right. You know, they, they ain't doing it. But for the people at the house, you might be a barista this year, but if you keep grinding and you don't quit and you really make good decisions with your money and how you spend your time, man, you could go from barista to owner. Yeah. You know, which is then, you know, when a lot of these guys, ladies, the reason they treat y'all bad, no disrespect, and some of the same things with women treating dudes bad, is that when they was invisible, you didn't notice them, and now they hot, and you back all on. Yep, back then they didn't know them. Now they hot, they all right. on. It's right. Mike Jones. right. So, yeah. So some of those guys, the reason they treating women bad is because of how you treated them when they didn't have it. Yep. You know, you was trying to come up and, and grind and hustle, and you want to take the lady on a date, and she tried to, you know, get you to take her to the steakhouse, and you, all you had was Applebee's money, so she told you you was a bum. Yep. So now you got it. You like, I'm going to treat you like you treated me. So be careful. You know, because karma, you know, she got a way of finding your address and pulling up. No, no. But then the last question, man, is at what cost? You know, like, because I don't even think people ever count up the cost. You know, like, what is this going to cost me? This is going to cost you some. Right. Like you said, you might get to do it with the fast money, but he got a bunch of options. Oh. So, you may get the fine woman, but believe everybody gonna hit on her. Or she may, you know, right. she may entertain people. Or you are gonna have to be fighting men off because if you think she fine, then a thousand other men around you think the same thing. So you got to deal with that. Yeah. Well, somebody told me some one time that was real, real interesting. He said, "If you get a woman with your money, she will always go to the highest bidder." Oh, absolutely. She can always be bought. Right. So yeah. if you out here and you whining and dining her, what happens if somebody can whine and dine her more? That's true. Um, you know, right now, you know, I don't really know, you know, how people around the country are moving or whatever, but you know, in Chicago, you know, boats is the new new hot toy. So, you know, the same chicks that was, you know, riding on the slingshots a couple summers ago, you know, then was the chicks riding in the drop tops. You know, now these the same chicks chasing dudes with boats. So hey, look, yeah. no, first it was motorcycles, and they yeah. learned how to ride them. So now they ain't the hot thing, no. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta keep going up the ladder to keep getting the new toys, so that you can keep impressing people because that's the only reason or the only way you know how to get them. So I mean, imagine how stressful that is. You know, you had to learn how to ride a bike. Then you had to learn how to step. Then you had to go out and, and get the drop top. Yeah, we ain't riding drop tops no more. So now I got to get the Range Rover. Okay, so Range Rovers ain't hot no more. Now I got to get the, the Bentley. Okay, well, now I got to get a boat. Like, man, it never ends. You know, and in the meantime. But it does <laughs> end. It does end if you know who you are and what you want. All right. You know, just saying it don't end. You materialistic. You yeah. gonna have to always keep up, right? Which is why you got to go back to the very beginning. What kind of life do you want? Yeah. 
you know, because if you constantly letting everybody else dictate what the hot thing is, you be doing stuff that you don't even want to do because you're trying to be cool and you're trying to fit in. Right. You know, and a lot of us, you know, when we had a good job, like when we kids, you know, we first get our little job, or whatever, we don't have no real responsibilities. That's a great time to start saving money. That's a great time to get you a, you know, a Roth account. It's a great time to get you a savings account because you don't have no bills. You don't have no kids. You know, you're probably still living in your parents' house in some cases, not all, but in some cases. And what do we do? We take all that money and go buy J's. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? We take all that money and we blow it. But if we were to put that money up at 17 or 18 and let the interest compound on it, now when we 35, 45, 55, we'd have millions of dollars just by letting it sit. You want to hit a you want to hit a real messed up part about that? It's a double edged sword because a lot of people, a lot of kids at 16, 17 are helping their parents pay bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they pay, you know, and then um I said this on a, a previous podcast, we are four generations, five generations from slavery and two generations from segregation. Who and where is our actual foundation for the black culture? How do, how do we know how we're supposed to be in that structure? So a lot of us are behind because you're right. We don't we don't save money. We don't this, but who's teaching that? Because well, our parents well, didn't know it. Their parents didn't know it, and their parents didn't know it. But here's the thing, man. Our parents, our our grandparents especially, were very wise people. The problems came in when the television came, because television is not a hundred years old, people. So I know you might think that it seems like it's been here forever, but the problems came when people started being marketed to, you know, um, being advertised to, being sold on a lifestyle. So now, you know, your daddy at work all day and your mama at home, in some cases, not all, and she's watching television and they're running commercials that are designed to make you think that you need this stuff. So then comes social media and social media is doing the same thing. Our kids that television did to our parents and our grandparents, it's making them feel inferior if they don't have stuff. But the person who benefits from you buying stuff is the business owner. You know, Sally Mae, you know, Freddie Mac, General Motors. You know, of course, I'm going to tell you that you need to get a new car every two years. Why? Because I sell cars. Of course, I'm going to tell you that you need three months salary to get a wedding ring. Why? Because I sell wedding rings. You know, of course, I'm going to tell you that you need to have a good house in a nice neighborhood and that the neighborhood you live in is full of crime. Even though. But here's the biggest question, though, Sadan. Who, who allows you to cut that TV on? Your parents. Well. Yeah. Again. You don't pay no bills. You don't, you, don't, you know what I'm saying? So it still goes back to. The fa- our foundation. We only doing what the 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 media allows us to do. If we don't give them that, like like it it, it it's still the parents. It's still us not but having just, a foundation just, for our culture. Like, like I said, you got, you can't tell me an average person of of color can't tell me what their actual culture is wherever they're from. You know, they really don't know. So. We don't have a foundation that teaches us structure and this, that, and the third. We still trying to figure this out. But here's the thing, though. It is it is our women who have been colonized and consumerized. You know, it is our women who believe in the system 
who believe that getting the education, believe that getting the good job, believe in buying the stuff, believe in shoes that are red on the bottom that get scuffed as soon as you put them on. It is our women who dictate all of this stuff. And what they do is they take our women, they co-opt their mind and try to make them become Americans. And once our women decide they want to become Americans and chase the American dream, then they weaponize our women and their nurturing against our young men. So now you're a young man with a whole bunch of potential, but we've colonized you into believing that you need to be married or you're going to hell before it's time to be married. So now you marry somebody and now you both go chasing the American dream and you become debt slaves. So now you can't quit a job. You can't save no money because we just spent all our money on college. We just spent all our money on a house. We just spent all our money on a car. We just spent all our money on clothes so that we can then go back to our aunts and, and grandmamas and aunties and say, oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, girl, you know, she just got a new house. You know, whereas the men will be saying, boy, you don't need that. Boy, hell, you got more Michael Jordan than you got damn money. You know, we didn't just put the grandfathers and the wise men and the boring men we didn't just put them out of the, the pasture to pasture. Like, don't nobody want to hear from a wise man. You know, I remember a wise man tried to tell me not to buy a Mustang. And I was like, but I work hard. He was like, well, that's the, precisely the reason you shouldn't buy it. And my dumb ass went and bought the Mustang anyway. So I'm not going to try to say I'm any different than anybody else. But what I do know is that nobody listens to the wise man. Nobody listens to Mr. Charlie, who's still driving in that same truck, who's still wearing them same overalls but got more money than the bank and everybody on the block on more property than everybody on the block. Ain't nobody trying to listen to him. We want to listen to the, to the flashy person because that's the person that has gotten our attention and we've been taught to follow and believe in. Like, yeah, look at him. He balling, you know, and most of us ball to do what? Get women. You know, so as long as you're in a relationship with a woman and that woman wants something, and you've been taught to please that woman, you're going to be stuck. You know, she trying to chase the dude that's in the top 1%. Why? Because he the dude that can help her get all the stuff. Yeah. Now, at the same time, that same woman be like, but he's never at home. He's always at work. Why? Because now I got all this stuff and I realized that I have no love. I have no, no joy. I have no peace. I have no security. But when I was getting all this stuff and I was bragging to everybody, I was like, Ooh, you know, I got my master's. Yeah. But you also got $300,000 in student loans and you only make $60,000 a year. What a math in that. You know? Yeah. You know, we got a new house. Yeah. But again, your mortgage is $1,800 and you only make $3,000 a month. Right. But who is teaching us who, where is our foundation? Okay. Where's our structure? Ameri the people who run America are teaching us to be Americans. That's what they're doing. <laughs> so, our so our culture is lost. Okay. But again, we can choose our culture, but we'd rather have theirs. Well, I'm saying we, we don't have one here, Sadan. We don't have a culture here. You could choose to have a culture here. But Where's the foundation? You have to seek it. It is not going to come and knock on your door. Is what I'm saying is it's not here. We don't have one. Okay. So here's the thing. Now I have tons of friends who are African, like real ones, like never been a slave, Africans. And here's the thing. 
even when they come to America. If they decide that they want to adopt the American way of living, it don't matter what they grew up with. Because now they make a conscious choice to do something different. You know, and even for the ones who don't, the people who are here are looking at them like, oh, ain't no way I would never want to be that. You know, like when I was a kid, you know, we thought all of Africa was just little kids with flies on their eyelashes who needed five dollars. So let me give you a better example of what I mean by the culture. So in a lot of the African cultures, <clears throat> they hold a lot of people accountable. Mm-hmm. Middle Easterns accountable. Hispanics accountable, Asians accountable. And if you don't meet a certain standard in their country, within their culture, you are exiled, you go to jail, there's Mm -hmm. punishment. What Mm -hmm. is our standard here? What Mm -hmm. is our culture? We don't, you saying pick one, we ain't got one to pick from. Well, here's the thing. We we don't, these other cultures have been cultures for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. We a couple hundred years out of slavery and in America. Now, some Africans were already here. Some of us are actually Native Americans, and we think we African. So you got that group of people as well. Everybody here ain't African because they black. A lot of people here are are Native Americans. All of us ain't descendants of slaves. Okay. And all of us ain't come from kings either. So, but but here's the thing with that. So you're a wise man, and what you're saying is very true. (laughs) So, Here's my question. Okay. How do you then find a culture? How do you find out about your culture? You can't. So we, we can't go back and look at Kemet and Kush and, and study Mansa Musa and study you how. Can't. So you can't, you can't track your lineage. Okay. You so, can't truly track it because if, if you believe that slavery existed and you got to believe that there were. Uh, Men sleeping, making sleeping with several different women, making babies, and he don't even know who his kids are. So how do you track your lineage past the last person? Okay, so but again, can you adopt a culture? Can you decide? Okay, I'm gonna be a highly ethical individual. Um, yeah, maybe I don't really come from this, but I like the the way they conduct themselves. You know, because I I say that because I see men go to prison and get out and become Muslim. And they decide to adopt the Muslim culture. Um, I see people who never been to church go to church and decide to become Christians. You know, I see people who grew up poor decide, you know, to become, you know, businessmen and adopt a, a corporate culture. You know, um, so I mean, I think at some point you have to hold yourself accountable and say, okay, well, who do I want to be as an individual, and then build from there. You know, because you got, I mean, you got kids, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So now who sets the culture for your kids? Oh, nobody. Okay. So we don't, we don't we don't we don't have a culture. Yeah. We're surviving. Yeah. All our generations here are surviving. We trying to figure it out. Okay. But again, like for me, like I am a like I could tell you everybody who influences me and and what about them influences me and how sometimes it really pisses people off. Like, I'm a huge fan of Nick Saban. You know, I'm a huge fan of Trevor Moad. So now I look at, okay, well, what made the Georgias and the the Alabamas great? What is the philosophy that Nick Saban is pulling from? Okay, so he's pulling from stoicism. 
Okay. So not really a fan of stoicism because I don't really understand it. But then I found out about a guy named Trevor Moat, who used to be the life coach for Russell Sim- Russell West. No, what's Russell Wilson. I'm about to call all the Russells but the right one. So I'm like, okay, I learned what neutral thinking was. Okay, so now I'm dealing with Trevor Moad. I'm dealing with Nick Saban. And I find out that Nick Saban, he is getting a lot of what he believes from a guy named Dr. Kevin Elko. So now I'm a study of Dr. Kevin Elko. So now we got neutral thinking. We got self-accountability. We got doing the right thing. Even you don't want to do the right thing. And I'm creating a culture for my life based on the success that I want. Okay, so I know I want an Alabama level organization. So let me read and understand and develop my thinking based around these guys. Same thing in business. You know, who are the businessmen that I admire? Who are the business models that I admire? And why do they work? You know, I'm looking at a guy like Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is like, man, you got to catch people doing the things right. Okay, cool. So now I'm somebody who's always complimenting people for doing the right thing. You know, I look at a guy like Dan Sullivan. I call him Uncle Dan. You know, Uncle Dan is like, hey, let's look at the gains and not the gap. You know, let's look at how far we've come and not just the fact that we made it or didn't make it yet. Because sometimes you need to look at your progress to really see how far you've come. So, yeah, all of these things are creating a culture that I live by. They're creating the values that I live by. And none of them have anything to do with my color. It has all to do with the type of person I want to be and the outcome. Um, huge fan of Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa taught me about minimalism. Okay, because she died with a desk, a pen, and a and paper, and she's remembered and revered by the whole world. Okay, hmm. So I really don't need all this stuff. Okay, I'm looking at Mark Zuckerberg in the gray T-shirt. Huh. I'm probably gonna wear more than the gray T-shirt, but I understand why he wears the gray T-shirt. He's taking away all the decisions that could take away brain power, you know? So I'm creating the culture based around the knowledge that I am seeking. You know, so, so, and look so, those people up for yourself. So what do we have for takeaways? Well, for me, you know, you got to decide what it's worth to you. You know, is it worth you being uncomfortable? Is it worth you waiting? Is it worth you working? Because if it's not worth it to you, then just stop talking about it. But if it is worth it to you, do something about it. You know, go seek out the information that you need to make the good decision. Because life is real. These bills going to come. These people going to get sick. Do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody that if you get sick, you have to trust them to take care of your family, take care of your kids, take care of the finances, and they can't do it? You know, so take yourself more seriously. Take your gift more seriously. You know, God gave you a gift and you just going to cast your pearls in front of swine. You know, you're just going to be with anybody. And then hold yourself accountable for the bad decisions that you made and figure out how to reverse out of it. Like, OK, yeah, I set myself on a bad path, but now let me do a 180. You know, if it's worth it to you, but if it's not worth it to you, then lead the people who is worth alone and let them work. Let them cook. Let them grow. Let them move into their destiny. And you just go sit over there and whine and cry and wish. You know, and what you get is what you get because you're not willing to do anything to get nothing better. That's on you. So at the end of the day, is it worth it to you? And if it is worth it to you, then get to work. Bottom line. 
Little bit at a time. Tell me what you got. Make effective decisions. Do things that are effective. If you run in a 22-minute mile, well, walking backwards, because that's exactly what you're doing if you're doing a mile in 22 minutes, you will be ineffective. You need to step it up. If your goal is to get in shape and to look like Michael B. Jordan or whoever you dream to be, you're going to have to do some things you ain't used to doing, and that, that includes exhausting yourself to get there. Um, that also includes things into relationships. Like Shadon said about being accountable, you got to make effective decisions. The more ineffective things you do, the more likely you are to be single and to be slim pickings, just like Country said. Um, because you'll get that baby daddy that, that ain't nothing, and now a successful man don't want to date you because he got to deal with your baby daddy. And also with men, you create a bunch of debt, or you working at Starbucks, and you like, well, women should like me anyway. Sorry, that's not how life works. Like Keon will say, if you want to be dateable as a man, you got to get some money. You got to look like some as far as finances and making good decisions. You can be fat, ugly, tall, short, pretty, whatever. If you don't have no money as no man or have no value, then you're not valuable. Just bottom line. So make effective decisions because a lot of that stuff could cost you for the rest of your life, like Saddam said, as far as health. It can cost you the rest of your life. That's it. All right. All right. So overall experience is our best teacher. Absolutely. And you should be learning from your experiences. We we need to start seeing past our scars and past the scars of others because these things keep us trapped in a place and have us scared to take the jump. Um, you need to see your future. God gives it to us and then we reject it. Sadan said, um, like, what's the time frame in it? Is it fast, slow, steady, and stable? Like, is it worth it? What do you want? You want a fast, flashy partner? You want a summertime Ricky? Or you want stability to go into long term so that you can we'll be, have that we'll partnership? Be ready to deal with, come with it. Right? But be ready to deal with the, the what comes with the summertime Ricky mm-hmm. and fast and flashy. Right. Absolutely. And that's funny because we watch people who uh, are very comparative when it comes to social media. So if you went on a trip for your anniversary, then the next person like, well, we got to go on a trip. Well, our household ain't the same. And we don't Mm -hmm. know what go on in their household. I just found out last night that people are putting trips on layaway. Yeah. Like, so y'all putting trips on layaway, getting the interest so you can have a good time. That left me speechless. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Because if you can't afford it at that level, you shouldn't be going. Shouldn't be doing it. But some people like that lifestyle. And so on that note, if you're hanging there with me, I'll hang there with you. Let me out of here.